the gentleman advancing the melanin evolution. This is Keisha Holmes, and you are now tuned in to the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Be like, and I am out. Peace. Welcome to the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. I'm KEV, and that's RLJ. What's good, man? Hey, man. We we here for another go-round at this here uh game recognized game podcast yes indeed man we we got a, we got a few downloads uh over in germany we hey man we're in california now man we global we, we global we in the uae yeah man we, we everywhere right now and it feels pretty good man it feels it does. pretty good because honestly i didn't think we would get two two listeners <laughs> <laughs> Beside me, you, and our mamas. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm actually pleased, man. I'm pleased. And the feedback has been um, great. The, it's insightful. Um, it's useful, but most importantly, it's uh, reaffirming and reinforcing what we intended for the show to be. Absolutely. So we know that um, what we are casting out on the waters is not in vain. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited that um, God has allowed us to come together one more time. As the one old more again. Yes, one indeed. more time to do this thing um, to illuminate and get some conversation and discussion, discussion going. But um, I'm saving a lot on therapy sessions, man. It's been a bundle. Hey, yeah, you know, you <laughs> can like switch a, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> You can subscribe to the GRG podcast, and you can save even more on all of your streaming platforms. All major streaming, yes, platforms. indeed. Your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, yeah. your Google Play, um, your Podbean. Yeah, we own that. We everywhere. Or go to the website too, thegrgshow.com. Check us out. This is uh, the Father's Day edition yes, yes, of the yes. Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. Um, we did a Dear Mama episode for Mother's Day. It would only be fitting mm-hmm. to do something for um, all of the fathers out there because black dads matter. Yes, sir. Right. What's up? What does what does fatherhood mean to you, Brother Jay? Hmm. Fatherhood, I guess you could say. Um, well, how has fatherhood impacted you? Um, though you have, you don't have any children yet, but you know you've been influenced. You 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 serve as a surrogate to many people and mentor. So, what what, what does it mean to you? I think it holds just the word, um, the the word father, or um, what you ask fatherhood. It holds weight in terms of major responsibility for. Um, shaping, making, molding, holding, um, providing, securing, um, but most importantly, it's teaching the next generation on um, all the lessons that you've been taught. And so from a man to a girl, showing the example of how she should be treated when she becomes an adult modeling the way um, how you meet, greet, and respect her mother and the interaction there, um, how a man should be even-tempered and 
not easily angered and being able to provide emotional, physical, spiritual support in, in how a man should carry himself. And from a man to a boy, being able to be that example of not necessarily you may not want your your son or your boy to, to grow into a man just like you, but for him to have a firm example of what manhood is about and being able to be there for both your uh, son and daughter mm-hmm. um, in terms of as they are going through their life's journey, being able to be there for support, not necessarily give them the answers, but be a firm and constant figure um, as they handle life's tribulations. And so um, for me, it looks different. Um, I guess you can say um, I was raised in a single parent home, Mm -hmm. right? And so my mother um, raised me and my sister. Um, Now I have brothers on my father's side and fatherhood looked completely different to me because no, my father was not in the household. However, I did have strong examples of, 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 of men around me, but also there was different degrees of fatherhood. So I had a grandfather. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when my grandfather passed away, my great uncle stepped in. Right. And so I had a had a more generational role, but then also men within the community. And so um, I think depending on who you ask and what their experience within the fatherhood realm looks like would determine their definition. But ultimately, it's someone who takes what they have been given, providing, um, nurturing, guiding, leading, but most importantly, building up so that it could be what they need to be for what they will soon be given. Whether it's children, um, whether it's a relationship, whether it's other responsibilities that the universe sees that um, this individual deserves, how to properly care for what has been given to you. You said something um, that was interesting. You know, the fact that you were raised in a single parent household Mm -hmm. uh, by your mother and you had um, I mean, between your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather, your great uncle, um, there was always a, a good example of just being a, a good human being around. Absolutely. Um, Father's Day, to me, um, especially since my son was born, has been, uh, I, I have a repeat in my mind, <laughs> like about the Lion King. <laughs> Which comes out on July 19th, by the way. The live action version? Yeah, bro. Okay. I'm, I'm in there. Okay. I'm in there. Yeah, it's it, but it's like the Lion King, man. Because of um, my son being born when my father, grandfather in this case, was dying. Okay. Um, that whole circle of life, like I, I was, it was real. It was real life for me. Okay. It was real life, and so it's a sad time for me every summer. But then it's a time to be grateful and appreciative of you know the the relationship that I have with my own son. And I was kind of going back thinking about 
my grandfather, my dad, um, the relationship between my, me and my son, uh, a lot of my friends who grew up in single parent households and how most of my friends have children now. Okay. And they are the complete opposite as fathers of what we didn't see growing up in the household. I don't know if it's a matter of, you know, we're trying to rectify the sins of our fathers or um, being the being the father or dad that we needed when we were, mm. you know, eight, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I think there were some lessons learned not only from my grandfather, but also from my, my, my dad. Um, I knew of him by way of his name. <laughs> I knew where he lived for probably like the first five or six years of my life. I knew he lived in California. He was in the Navy. And that was pretty much it. And it's wild because I can remember seeing my father in, in, in total in my life, maybe 12 times mm-hmm. in total, like physically seeing him and having an interaction with him. Um, and most of those occasions were when I was an adult, you know, and I, I empathize with him the older that I get. Um, he's no longer here, but I empathize with uh, some of the decisions that I harbored ill will towards him mm-hmm. growing up, especially as a teenager. And um, I've learned to appreciate that a lot of the qualities, some of the qualities that have made me successful in my life to this point, um, I think that it's genetic. My ability to meet different people. And carry on conversations and to present ideas and concepts. And then someone told me a few years ago, say, you're just likable. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Right. <laughs> um, but my dad, my dad was likable. He was a likable guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's something that I inherited without me really knowing it. Okay. Until, you know. Really recently I'm like damn Well cause my brother I have a brother Um Who's Significantly Significantly younger than me mm-hmm. Same way Like has Very similar traits People like him He doesn't have a problem Like He He, he Going into a foreign country And learning the language And making friends And presenting And things like that And so I'm like wow A lot of the stuff that I gave my father grief about When I was growing up Um I had to learn to forgive and really just appreciate the moments that we did share together. Um, but it's, I, I remember, as a, especially, man, when I was like 15, 16, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, I, I couldn't stand him. Just because I'm like, man, you are not the person that I felt I needed in my life mm-hmm. at that time. You know? I think it's, so for me... Um I do remember a point where I was angry, but I also remember that moment when I realized that I'm I'm living my life being angry at an individual um, who's sleeping well at night, right? Who has no idea that uh, I missed a couple days from school because I was my brother, right? And so there was a turning point in my life where I realized that this individual was not worthy of my emotions. Mm-hmm. 
right? I was investing so much emotion into this concept of a father that um, I was getting no return on the investment in terms of my emotions. And so something clicked for me and I no longer was angry, right? I could have a conversation um, when I did have a conversation and um, was unbothered. I, I wasn't, I think at this point it was like having a conversation with a stranger, except I knew the stranger's name. Um, and as I was, you know, I created an organization on campus and we were helping um, minority men be better than what they were yesterday. And so we talked about, you know, the burdens that we carry, the sins of our fathers and how um, we, made a, we made a pact that generational curses stopped with me, right? And so, yes, these cycles have repeated, but they won't be carried through me. And so being able to say, I was pissed off at the age of eight because you didn't do this or you made, you, you know, all these broken promises. But now I, I have to get to the point where I have to show gratitude because had you not had been, um, how do I want to word this? Had you had been, you know, present and active, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Right. So your absence had more of an impact than your presence ever did. Right. Because of your absence, um, I was exposed and connected to individuals that helped propel me or have invested and poured into me so that I can pour into others. Because of your absence, um, other people stepped in and taught me the things that, you know, um, a father typically shows or teaches a son. Like, for instance, my grandmother showed me how to tie a tie. And then after she's tied it, she said, don't untie it because it's going to take me a while to do it again. Right. She raised two boys, um, was married, so she knew how to tie a tie. But I was trying to do it. She said, don't untie it. Just slide it off. Right. And so now I'm knowing that I don't always have to start at the beginning with some things. So it was some lessons that was taught for something as simple as a tie. And I was having a conversation with one of my fraternity brothers um, who was also a product of a single parent home. And he created um, this initiative called Tying Into Manhood. And so he took uh, little brown boys who, like him, didn't have a father in the household. He was giving them ties, but each part of the tying process was a different lesson about becoming a man. So it was real deep, right? And so we donated ties. Sometimes we would show up and, and volunteer, serve as workshop leaders. But ultimately, he was like, I'm just being what I needed when I was his age. I needed someone. I needed a positive uh, male figure to be in the classroom. Because all thinking back, all my teachers, for the most part, were, were women. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you grew up, the women probably wouldn't have been um, at the cookouts that your family had. <laughs> Right. So if I can't see myself in the individual that has this power and authority in my classroom, at least can I see my mother or my grandma or my auntie? Hell, maybe a cousin or a sister. No, nope, I don't. And so representation is so important, um, especially for men of color. And I was thinking about the Antoine Fisher story and. Um, you hungry? <laughs> how did I know? How did I know you was going? How did I know you? Was I'm here. Like, <laughs> I'm still standing. I'm strong. 
Antoine, Antoine, you're not you, you, you don't need to do that, Antoine. <laughs> I can eat. <laughs> and so there you go. <laughs> hug, hug my neck. And so Come just, hug my neck. <laughs> I'm thinking of um, you know, his whole entire story and just saying that little boys can't become what they don't see. And so it's hard for individuals who grew up in a single parent home and that parent was a mother for boys to grow into men to become fathers because we don't have a model, right? And so a lot of individuals, you know, when they get into fatherhood, it's like, ah, I can call my dad or I can call my grandfather or I can talk to, you know, an older gentleman. Um, But it's like, shit, I've never seen this. I don't don't know what this part looks like. I've heard about it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it on movies, but I'm experiencing this for the first time. And I think for men of color, I think this is a thing where, um, we have to be able to kind of relax and just take it for what it is because there is a village. There is a village of mentors. There is a village of uncles, um, cousins, somebody's father um, is waiting and willing to provide you that wisdom that you need or just the assurance that whatever comes your way, you got this. Yeah, I, I was fortunate, man. My grandfather saved my life. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was very fortunate, um, you know, that he um, took a vested interest in me, mm-hmm. um, primarily because he didn't want me to be drug up like he was, and that's something that he he would we would talk about sometimes. Okay, and um, you know, he wasn't the typical dad, like. You know, throw go out in the yard and throw the football, or teach me how to shoot basketballs. You know, um, but he would drop me off to basketball practice or football practice. Right. You know, um, I didn't have all of the latest fashion. You know, but I I had shoes on my feet and mm-hmm. clothes on my back. Like I didn't, I didn't, I never um, had a pair of Jordans, Air Jordans, growing up as a kid. I had a computer though. You know. Um, you know, not having um, this is probably dating myself a little bit, but <laughs> you, not having. You had an Atari. I had an Atari. I had a, an Atari, um, but yeah, like way, way, way back in the day. Um, when they came out. Yeah, I had a Nintendo when they first came out. You got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother and grandfather bought me a Nintendo with all the game, you know, the games and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I guess I, I might have been. Yeah, I think I was probably my son's age now, okay. like seven or eight. And um, clothing, you know, I didn't have cross, you know, I didn't get the cross color jeans and the guess or damaged jeans and all that stuff. But there was a store in Greenbrier Mall called JW Jeans West, and you get all the kind of cross color <laughs> type <laughs> garments <laughs> from JW. There you go. And uh, you know, all different kind of colors. You couldn't wash them though. As soon as you put them in the washing machine, they come gone. they come back ashy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, you know, I we would go to the store in Hampton Roads called A and N. I think it's I think it's like Army Navy, Army and Navy, but it was A and N. And so now I didn't have all of the good Timberlands. Had the knockoff Timberlands, and then the Reeboks that you could get two two pair. I think for fifty nine ninety nine. Hey, but they served purpose. Yeah, you know. And so uh, my grandfather was very practical <laughs> when I was growing up. And he, you know, I, he, he was, you know, from the silent generation. So he was a little older 
And he just didn't have He had low tolerance for bullshit man Yeah that's fair <laughs> Low tolerance for bullshit he, ne- he didn't understand rap music Didn't care <laughs> 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 It wasn't It wasn't Al Green It wasn't Otis Redding It wasn't Marvin Gaye Who gives a crap Yeah Honestly And so I learned that Yeah you need to provide for your household um, But I really think Tying a tie, for example, um, he showed me, but he could tie on him, mm-hmm. but didn't know how to give me the instructions to tie it on yourself. To tie it for myself. So a lot of those kinds of of uh, father to son moments, moments mm-hmm. he was around, but I had to do it on my own. So riding a bike, I had to learn how to ride a bike myself. My mother taught me. I had to uh, learn how to tie a tie by myself. Grandmother. Um, playing sports. Did that by yeah. myself with friends, etc. Um, learning about relationships and how to engage with women. Learned on my own. Yep. Um, and so I, it's, it's just funny to me because I, I knew what a man looked like. Mm-hmm. And I knew what a father was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, he spoiled my mother to death. You know, mother was the only child. And so I knew, like, this is what you're supposed to do for your kids. You know, but uh, the things that I, I'm i doing with my son, mm-hmm. teaching him how to swim, uh, playing sports, uh, riding a bike, things that I'm like, man, I, nobody taught me how to do this. I just I had to figure this shit out. Yeah, I just learned. I just had to I just had to learn it. And <laughs> and so, like, some of the lessons my grandfather taught me, um, he he played the piano. Um, See my grandfather My my grandfather was a, a, a lineman He was a power lineman So he climbed the poles mm-hmm. So he could tell me about transformers okay. <laughs> Like in your neighborhood that's, And that's uh, useful the, information The reason why the power went out Just not right now Yeah I, I didn't You know I'm like okay cool And then so the older I got You, were, you know this this stuff put you through college Shut up <laughs> You know Facts <laughs> okay. Yeah but like to Learn how to play the piano So he didn't nah. teach He didn't teach me how to play the piano Okay well that, Okay He would play the piano Which sparked my interest in music Gotcha Right um, And then He was always taking me places with him um, A lot of places I probably shouldn't have been going um, It's a great grandfather <laughs> Great grandfather <laughs> Yep um, You know Pitching horseshoes was a thing back in the day um, And so being around some of his horseshoe buddies and probably hearing some jokes and stories that I probably shouldn't have been hearing at that age. Um, but <clears throat> there were a lot of things that he taught me. Like, for instance, when he picked us up from school um, and he went fishing but fell in, right? And so he was on time to pick us up. And so it was things like that where it was like, regardless of your condition, your responsibility doesn't change. And so there were some life lessons that I got um, I want to say I was five when he passed away. And so um, I didn't get as much time with him, especially, you know, as I'm developing into a young boy, into a young man and into a man. But the things that, you know, the memories and the conversations or the jokes or watching him do some of the things he he did, um, it stuck with me. And as I'm having conversations with younger men or um, some of my students, I'm thinking back to what I observed him do or the things I heard him say or how he interacted with my grandmother. And they had a they had a hilarious um, interaction between them within the relationship. And so 
I would compare them to like a Martin and Gina, mm-hmm. right? And so it was comical. They had serious moments, but then there was moments where he knew, "Hey, boy, let's go, let's go run to the store because my grandmother would get ready to whoop his ass," right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he was like, "Hey, let's, <laughs> let's go here." Yeah. And so being able to be like, "Oh, this is what happens when shit gets real," and you be like, "Let's let's give her some time to cool down." Mm-hmm. Right. And so it wasn't explained to me. But like you said, I had to learn for myself. I now realize what what was what was behind his actions when he was doing certain things. And so very appreciative. Um, You know, my uncle, my great uncle, I had a whole lot of older cousins. And so being able to watch them um, and, you know, I'm working on the book. And so chapter 11 is dedicated to the men who showed me what not to become Mm -hmm. and so i expand upon that that was my college essay that's good my essay that i wrote in high school um i i I thank my my dad my father i thanked him for showing me all of the things that not to do what not to do and what i didn't want to become and what kanye made a song that said everything i'm not made me everything i am yeah right and so the things that weren't given to me made me who I am today. I got some scholarship money off of that too, man. Okay. Some of the white folks was like, yeah, this guy here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Antoine Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so it's funny because I remember my grandfather got mad at me when he read the essay because the essay, <laughs> the essay started out, it started out showing how much I was grateful for my, my dad mm-hmm. and how much I appreciated and all the things that he had done for me in my life. And so my grandfather read that and was like, this is horse shit. He was pissed. <laughs> Until he got to the end? Yeah, yeah. He was he was mad. He was mad. I'm like, yo, you didn't even read it. You didn't even read the whole thing. And so then, you know, I read it for him. And he calmed, then down. He calmed down a little bit. <laughs> and then he, you know, had this shit grin on his face or whatever. But I, I remember that. I remember it to like it was yesterday, man. Hey, my grandfather was pissed. He read, you can write about this mofo, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah. You didn't read it, did you? So I think he stopped. Clearly, yeah, he read like he read like five lines. That's enough. Yeah, that's man. Enough. He oh, he was tight, I man. Know damn well, you yeah, he was it. tight. Oh, he was tight, man. And so it's funny, but I yeah, I wrote a co- my college essay about my father because I had I, I had a lot of anger at that time mm-hmm. and resentment, some things that he had said and some conversations that we had had, and. I remember I didn't speak to my dad for, damn, I think we had a conversation. I blew up, and it was like 16 years worth of rage and fury. Mm-hmm. I got it out in that phone call, and I, I might have been like 16, and I didn't talk to my father again until I was probably 20, 24. Okay. Yeah. There's some time. Yeah, that was some time. But me realizing, like, man, I kind of need this guy. Not need him, but you, you want to know where you come from. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the, the benefit about um, us being active dads so that your children can have a a look at like where, where why is your why is your why do you, why are your hands like that or right. um you know what part of the country are your family is your family from that connection it's yeah that it's connection a, it's a connection the, the gateway to the yeah. past but if you don't have that um it's hard to get that needed information yeah um and so um i want to say within the past seven what year is this 19 19 so about within the past 10 years um 
my brothers and I have been able to connect. That's dope. Right? And so um, within the past couple years, it was the first time all of us were together at one point. Um, Nope, one was missing. One was missing. But regardless, um, I said that to say um, even if the, the main gate is closed to that side of the family, there's other gates to get into. And so being able to secure those connections. And I had a conversation with him a couple of years ago. And um, the conversations um, with my father and I typically started with um, making excuses as to why he couldn't or why he didn't. Oh, that's heavy. Right. And so this is why I couldn't. This is why I didn't do. And so, like, it was it was interesting to me. Um, I want to say I was in college. Second second year. Um, no, this was right after I played. So, you know, I was, I was still, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, my feet was still hot. And so there really wasn't much you could say to me at that point because it was like, yo, if I've endured what I just endured, you, you can't talk to me any, any type of way. Right. And so it forced me to level up and I allowed him to talk for about 20 some minutes. I just sat there and my part of the conversation was real short. I said, so the point of this conversation was to um, to acknowledge that um, the things that I assumed were your responsibilities that you did not, you didn't execute. I just want to acknowledge that. I also want to acknowledge that I'm not interested in hearing the what, the why, the when, the where, the how as to why certain things weren't done. What I'm also here to tell you is that I'm I'm not interested in having that conversation anymore, right? And so um, moving forward, we can attempt to build a relationship, but it can't be built on what you didn't do. However, there's a certain way you got to come to me. You, you can't come to me in any type of way and then use that line, oh, because I'm your father. That doesn't really work with me, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like man to man, we can have a conversation. You can get to know me. But there's still there's still a line, right? I need you to stay in your lane because there's certain things that you just you don't have permission to say to me. Um, and there's been a few times I had to, you know, I'm an educator, and so I had to <laughs> redirect. You're always showing. <laughs> You're always giving demonstrations, if you will. Some, and, <laughs> we call that a demonstration. And, and my mentor told me, um, my pastor in college, he says sometimes you have to teach people how to treat you. That's legit, right? You have to teach people how to treat you, and so like one, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna permit you to talk to me any type of way, but then I'm also not gonna permit you to start throwing shade at my upbringing or because oh well blah 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 this and stop blaming others for what you failed to do, and so um, just constantly reminding you can remove that out of the conversation. Yeah, my my uh, my dad. Uh he didn't really make it a lot of excuses, mm-hmm. but us having a conversation as men, uh, me understanding that um, his upbringing and a lot of things that happened when he was in his formative years um, really impacted his way of thinking, mm. which was powerful to me. If anything, it allowed me to kind of have more empathy for him. But Knowing my grandfather and knowing my dad, my grandfather, you know, low low tolerance for bullshit, man. So I can I can understand why my my dad wasn't around because if you don't, if you don't have your shit together, 
then yeah, it was probably it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I remember the the when I hung up the phone with my dad after we had that conversation. My grandfather comes in, was like, "Well, I know you're upset, but you never needed him." And that was his way of consoling me. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I did need him. Right. I needed both of you. Right. Right. I needed both of you. And um, the next time that I saw my father, uh, we reconnected briefly, and I met my my little brother. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, twenty twenty four at the time. I think my brother's like eight. Okay. Eight or nine, and me and him have a pretty good relationship now. My my dad's been gone since twenty eleven. Okay. And so I'm happy that if anything, I reconnected with my dad for that. Mm-hmm. So I have a relationship with my brother. I have a relationship with my stepmother. Um, I have a relationship with um, relatives in North Carolina that prior to him getting sick, I didn't know that they, they existed. Right. I met my great grandmother who lived in an old wooden house that had an outhouse still and like a wood burning stove and. It was crazy. And she had a picture of me on her wall, mm-hmm. like a baby picture. You know, I'm, I'm 25. I'm kind of tearing up, choking up a little bit. Like, how did like, you, you get that? Yeah, it was, it was Antoine Fisher for real, man. Like, oh, I, you, are, you, are, no, y'all, yeah, you, all, you all knew that I existed. Yeah. I, it, it meant something to me, man. Because like mm-hmm. you, you would think, well, these people don't know about me, whatever. They don't care, or this, that, and the third. But, like, man, they, they knew about me. And so um, I'm appreciative of that. But, yeah, my grandfather saved my life, man. And it, it's wild because the things that I learned from him as far as what manhood looks like and being a dad was more, like, foundational. Yeah, you need to take care of your family. Um, in, the, in the Bible, uh, it says that a, a good man or a righteous man um, leaves inheritance for his children's children, three mm-hmm. generations. Right. I think it's like Proverbs Thirteen and something or another or whatever. I'm a baby in Christ. Don't 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 quote me. Um, but like these certain these principles. Like I didn't know my my grandfather was a man of faith because mm-hmm. he didn't talk about it a lot. Got it. But he was, you know, and um, just giving me a, a level of guidance and understanding. Like yo, you can't make excuses for, for your life. Like he, you know, sixth grade education. Like he, he, he was like a hobo on trains. Like he was like fifteen years old. He left home. Mm-hmm. He left. He left like North Virginia, and g- g- got on trains to go to like Delaware, and then to eventually to California. Like at fifteen, <laughs> hopping on trains, and he was telling me stories like, "Oh yeah, I've been to Idaho." You been to Idaho for what? For what? I was picking potatoes. Blah 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 bleah, blah blah. What? Yeah, to get to earn money so he could finish the trip to, to yeah, California. To get to get to Cali. Gangster man, and so it was California just, dream. Yeah, and it was just a lot of uh, a lot of those lessons and, and just uh, moments in his life. That I'm like, man, if he can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I don't make too many excuses because of that. Um. And so, yeah, man, black black dads matter, and black dads come in many forms. Because even even a lot of my uncles, you know, um, one of my uncles took me to the, took me to the circus every year. They came to Norfolk, we would go, or like the Harlem Globetrotters games. And uh, I had another uncle took me to the bootlegger's house. <laughs> 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 every every you got balance. The universe balance. will balance itself. That's what out. I'm saying. The universe will balance itself out. Yeah, man. And so I just uh, you know, 
I think black fathers in general just get a bad rap. Mm -hmm. And like there's this narrative out there that we don't take care of our kids. You know, we're not in in the lives of our children. We don't care. And I just think that's a false narrative completely. I also, um, to that point, um, nope, that's not, I don't want to go that route. Um, What I will say about the narrative is... Um, there's a systemic reason why a lot of individuals aren't able to be there for their children. Mm-hmm. And we can go down the list of redlining. Yeah. Right? Or being uh, redistricting and, you know. Hell, crack. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it, just in my neighborhood. Yeah. Like all of all of my homeboys, we grew up together, like their father, their biological fathers, the reason they weren't around. Had something to do with drugs, right. like you know, everything I love, man. Even my own father, my own father, something to do with drugs. And then you have to ask, well, all right, cool. How did he get here? Yeah. And then, and so there's a systemic epidemic, if you will, causing the plague on black fathers. Um, that's another episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. That, we got to table that yeah, for real. That's but. A, that's another episode. But um, what I will say is um, similar to what your grandfather said. I never went without. Um, And whenever there was a need for a father-like figure, God always provided, Mm -hmm. right? There was always a ram in the bush. Um, Like some of the stuff that my uncle would tell me, I laughed because he had a humorous way of, or whatever he would say would come off humorous. And you had to like peel back different layers to find out what he really wanted you to know. Because he wouldn't just come out and tell you what it is. Even to this day, he won't really come out and tell you what the hell he wants you to know. You got to peel back the laugh, the humor, the sarcasm. And then it was like, what the hell? And then days later, you'd be like, oh, that's what uncle's trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, going back to um, one of my grandmother's uh, siblings, um, the baby boy, um, you know, I he always would leave his house dressed to impress. And so um, I think I got my affinity for, um, you know, suits from from Uncle Junie. And um, I didn't get his love for the colors, though, because the brother had some loud, <laughs> flashy. That's that West Virginia player, those, player, yeah, man. Yeah, West Virginia um, and Baltimore. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. A lot of yellow, lot of pink, lot of yellow, purple, <laughs> um, reds, right? But he would show up from the head to the toe, red. The hat would match the tie. Um, Somehow, shoes. brother Jay, I think you got some red. I think you got a lot of red suits and I, red shoes in your closet. You know, I never I, owned. I don't know. Even, I don't know. I think you're lying. I think e- you're lying to me. Even as a member of Cap Alpha South Thirty, you, and you've never, uh, you I never, owned never owned some red gators. <laughs> no, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. I've never owned a red dress suit. <laughs> now I got a bad pair of dress shoes. <laughs> however, however. Um, I don't have an all red outfit. No all red, man. I don't have all you red. You ain't a real copper then, man. Yeah, that's, whatever. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with you. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to defend my stance by the life. I want to get all my copper friends, man. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> I'm coming to your house and looking in your closet. I guarantee that one of y'all. Did you have a, a, a royal blue uh, suit? Nah, man. That, that was a little too much for me, man. 
A little too much. So little does that not make you a real Sigma? I, I see. I had some royal blue shoes. A lot of royal blue ties. You had a you had an all white suit though. Oh, white! I did have a. Oh, okay. That's the ceremony <laughs> suit, right? That's the ceremony. Suit. Nah, I, mean, I did. I did have an all white suit. You know, look. This the, how ignorant. That's, this, that's the crescent outfit. This how. This how ignorant <laughs> I am. This how ignorant I am. Right. Had an all white suit. I showed up to somebody's wedding. One of my <laughs> homeboys. One of my homeboys, man. One of my homeboys that I. Uh, yo, it's a good dude. I used to work with at a, a previous institution. You ain't have man. nothing else to wear. And I showed up to his wedding. In an all white suit Was it inside or outside? The wedding was outside Yeah the, the wedding The ceremony was outside But I got there kind of late <laughs> And so So people were looking at And you. so my man I walk, I walk in And you know They're at the altar Etc And it's a white wedding You know my homeboy <laughs> White dude From Pennsylvania <laughs> Love you had, You had love all y'all. attention Yeah I walked in the joint And I had an all white suit I thought I was doing something Then Did, did I, you have the uh, frosted glasses? Nah I didn't I didn't I didn't I, I ain't have my I ain't have my uh, My Donnell Jones on man. I didn't I ain't have my Donnell Jones on But I showed up In an all uh, All white suit man I was tight man I was I, I, boy, I, I, I was impressed with myself and so, um, I, I we walk in the back, and it like in hindsight, I'm like, damn, yo, they they probably thought I was I was gonna crash the wedding or something like that. Like I ain't I wasn't supposed to be there, you know? Because everybody it was like rip, and everybody everybody looks at the back of the <laughs> the back of the venue, Shoot black man, and that's showed me up, showed up late, late and in white, and in white, man. But I didn't realize that white was a thing. Like the only person that's supposed to be wearing white is the bride. Is the bride? I didn't know that. But that suit, man. Matter of fact, I got a matter of fact. I'm gonna post a picture. I got the picture somewhere. I'm gonna post a picture. But yeah, man, I showed up in a white suit. So, Cassie, Jimmy, my apologies, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> how many, how many years ago was that? Damn, man, that was. Let's see. I think I think they got married maybe in like oh three, oh three, oh four, maybe. I'm, I'm glad you know better now, Kevin. That, that's my. Those my people though. I love them. I love Cassie and Jimmy to death, man. But yeah, I showed up to their wedding in an all white suit. Unfortunately, just like a sigma. But nobody gave me, you know. Everybody, I got mad love, you know. But I, I don't. But then I'm like, well, people, well, people being assholes by giving me a compliment, probably. They probably were. Yeah, it's like, yo, why did, why they this fool were. show up in a yeah. white suit? Because I would have been that guy, like, oh, them shoes, yeah, dude. <laughs> them shoes. Dude, I, had, I had the black and white now, nah, Lady Gators on. <laughs> Boy, I was, I was sharp. Yeah. So yeah, that's the type of father I'm gonna be. I'm gonna show it to my son's wedding when he no, get married. I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm gonna have all white suit on. <laughs> I'm not gonna man. let you do the that. Show. Gotta keep it going. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do that. Gotta keep it going, man. No. It's funny. My my son is hilarious though. My son is funny, so he he probably would take a joke. <laughs> he probably could take a joke if I showed up in all white. I didn't know. I didn't know that that was like etiquette. But now you know. Once again, things you you don't know. No yeah. exposure. You just don't that's know. Fair. That's fair. For real I was thinking of Who tells um, you how to dress for a wedding Outside of a suit I got a suit It's hot outside It happens to be white Or better yet Like dining etiquette Yeah Right yeah. And so uh, One of the Neos in my chapter We went to um, I don't know Some form of fraternity event And so he's staring at his At his um, His place setting With all these forks mm-hmm. So he's Like Legit confused I still get it confused to this day, man. man. Listen, sometimes you'll see me hold up a B and a D, like bread drink. Got it? Because uh-huh. because one, the table is small, yeah, and so it's like, God, dog, what? Um, your drink is to the right. 
drink, right? Yeah, drink it to the right, mm-hmm. and then your bread is to the left, so yeah. you won't take the bread other drink. And but well, like with your <laughs> with your forks, the first fork for the first meal is the outer. You go outward, out, outward in, outward inward. So the yeah, so it's the salad fork, etc. Yeah. Then the larger fork, which is typically yeah, your, there's your, a shrimp fork. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, dude. So hell, man, I didn't. I, I'm in still his, trying to get listen, that right. In his house, <laughs> in his house, he was like, "Yo, we got a fork, we got a knife, and a spoon. That's it. And it don't look like this. We got right. paper plates. And so I'm across. You want to know why? Because my grandfather didn't want to do dishes. Yeah, I said <laughs> I, I went like this. I was like. And so he mirrors it, mm-hmm. but still has this look of confusion on his face. So I go like this. We get up. We go in the hallway. And I said, work outward, inward. He's like, bet. I said, also, pinch the bread before you bite it. Because he was looking at it like he was just going to grab it and just pinch it off before you bite it. He was like, you saved my life because I was going to put butter on that, the whole thing and just bite it. I, I understand. But people do that, though. Yeah. People just grab the bread and butter. I'm like, okay, cool. It's yeah. your bread. It is. I don't. What, what 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 was the significance behind pinching the bread first, though? So pinching off a small piece instead of putting the whole the whole piece thing in your mouth. Because oh, some people don't know some people how that or nor do they care. Yeah, yeah. Right? But most people, like most formal events, you'll yeah. be surprised. Yeah, right? you'd be like, everyone told me to do X, Y, uh-huh. and Z, but when I get here, everyone's doing. What they told me not And like to if do. you have Like salad dressing Or gravy or something like that You're supposed to spoon it out Man people be dumping That dumping, joint on Dumping <laughs> Like all that but, shit I learned was the, for nothing But the funny part is <laughs> The funny part is That this is probably Gonna make you laugh The people who are doing it Smell like a pack of Cools 100 Don't care The ties have Yeah <laughs> Right And it's tied all the way down here And they just pass They sweating it And they passing it um, just dressing Reaching it. over Reaching yeah. over people and stuff Just out of control Yeah man And so like those things um, Being exposed to those And some people get exposed to that In different levels And some have yet Like one of my homeboys He's like yo I've never been to a wedding That's legit I said okay But then that also um, That also said a lot About the relationships That he saw growing up mm-hmm. And so his his, you know, thinking about marriage is completely different than what everyone else is. Because for him, he's like, I don't. I, Same way. I mean, seriously, man. I mean, I, I, I was in a few weddings, attended a few weddings um, as a kid, but mm-hmm. as an adult, um, and having, you know, starting to get wedding invitations and all that stuff, stuff I really had to learn, you know. And um, and I just never saw the point. Like when I was married, um, we didn't have a formal wedding or anything. We mm-hmm. went to the justice of the peace. And had a little ceremony in the house party in our apartment. That was our. <laughs> that was it. I think the whole thing cost six hundred dollars. There you go. You know what I'm saying. And 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 if we had had a a fifty thousand dollar wedding, I still think we probably would have ended up with the same result. <laughs> so that was well, a, that was a good six hundred dollars well spent in my well, book. Well, also like the wedding doesn't dictate or determine what the marriage looks like. But see, people get it twisted though, yeah. brother Jay. People get it twisted. You think, okay, well, yeah, just because you go out, you spend they gonna 30, be together 30, 40 thousand, you're going to be together, together forever. forever. Whoop de whoop. And in the back of your head, as a guest, you're probably like, nah, these individuals probably shouldn't say I do. Lying uh-huh. in front of God. Hey, it's like, all good. But I'm going to look good and eat this food, though. And when the electric slide come on, I'm going to go ahead. When candy so I like on. I like weddings, man. You know, I've been the best man. I've been the best man in two. Two weddings. And then... um. People like me at their weddings because, you know, I show up in the white suit and get busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get busy, man. But, uh, you know, those kinds of things like your dad, you know, your dad probably should teach you like what, what you should do. What, or what not or to what do. Or what not to do. Yeah. You know, or what not to do for real. 
because even even my my grandfather like the his his idea of like getting a suit you know you need a suit you need a suit for weddings and funerals and you know maybe graduation or something like that mm-hmm. that's why you would get a suit or a job interview that's it but that you know I'm so you you know you need a suit for those occasions for those occasions right. but anything else eh. right. My 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 pops wasn't a he, he didn't have a king sense of fashion, <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't he he didn't have but you know he would he would but he would go out and spend like two hundred dollars on his dress shoes, like uh, Johnson Johnson and Murphys and stuff like that. JMs, okay. Yeah, he would that like he would it was certain things it was like yo who who is this guy and where have you been because you would bitch and complain <laughs> about like a, a forty dollar pair of sneakers when I was growing up. Yeah. And yo, you you and the, or you would have all of these all of these shoes in your house, and you wouldn't wear them, or you have them like thrown in the corner or something like that. But it was certain things that he he wouldn't he wouldn't you know t- squeeze the wallet for right. to get, and it was it was just wild, man. But he uh yeah no no really keen sense of oh okay that's a, a fashion yeah, and I think um a, a lesson that I um. Or a pet peeve that I think developed from, um, I guess you can say, the relationship with my father is um, I dislike anyone who quits something. Wow. Okay. Um, And, you know, you and I both, we can attest to this, but, you know, the pledging process. Mm -hmm. I I have feelings for individuals who start something and don't stop. I, rem- I think it goes beyond that, though, man. Oh, absolutely. Beyond the pleasant process. But I think it know. was intensified in that moment, right? Mm. There was a piece of literature that was given to me that um, said, if a task once begun, never leave until it's done. Be the labor great or small. Do it well, not at all. Right? And one of the oldest members of my chapter, um, whenever he would call me, he was like, uh, you know, what's, 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 the, what's the word? Mm. And that's what he wanted me to hear. He was like, now, this goes beyond the lessons of the fraternity that yeah. I'm teaching you. And like even even now, like if I say I'm going to show up, then you know I have to show up, regardless. Traffic can't be an excuse. Be late, but be there, mm-hmm. right? And so, I think that that pet peeve has developed from I guess you can say my re- lack thereof a relationship that he quit <clears throat> being your dad or being involved. Quit uh, several things in okay. his life. Okay. Right. And so okay. there was a pattern. And so in psychology, we examine patterns and behaviors in terms of human behaviors. And so just thinking of all of the stories that I have been told, and I'm just like, damn, you can't stick to nothing. And so that was one thing that was teaching me, if I sign up for it, I need to see it through. If I say that this is what I'm going to mm-hmm. do, I'm going to see it through. And on the flip, my grandfather would say, um, you know, I'm not raising somebody to be um, lazy or ignorant. Mm-hmm. Because if he could do it, I could do it, you yeah. know. And, and um, sixth grade education, but was very well read, knew history of not just American history, mm-hmm. but world history. Yeah. Um, could tell you about particular tribes in Africa, could talk about uh, geopolitics and economics, and um, had very limited resources. Mm-hmm. But he had a, a drive and a passion. Right. You know, and even if there like, for example, if there was something that he didn't know, he wouldn't sit back and say, well, I don't know it. I can't do anything about it. I remember when we started like the college process 
And now I know we got hustled. Now I know we got hustled, but at the same time, when you don't know, you don't know. Right. And so I remember him um, paying for like a consultant. I guess it, I guess in lack of a better word, it was a consultant. Like a college counselor. Yeah, college counselor that would um, do the FAFSA application and move, help you maneuver through that stuff and what what have you, and look at your financial aid package or what have you. So I think he paid like a hundred and fifty dollars to go to this consultant. We went to like some free seminar and then he was like, well, I don't know anything about this. So obviously they do. And the only thing they did was fill out the FAFSA for me. Like, but I know that now because I'm in the, (laughs) I'm in the industry. So did we get hustled? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't know, you don't know. That's fair. And um, him just trying to, if he didn't have the answer, find someone who had the answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's how much he he invested in me, and as I got older, man, I'm just like, man, I have a, a opportunity to, um, the inheritance that he put in me, and a lot of times when we talk about inheritance, it's not about money, financial, right? You know, especially for my brothers out there who, you know, go back and forth with their, um, the mother of their children about finances and child support and all of that stuff and oftentimes we get caught up in that it's like with them our 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 connection to the child only or solely revolves around money Mm -hmm. and sometimes that um acts as a dividing point between the relationship of the the father and the mother right and what when i got a divorce what helped me really understand what inheritance meant was just the time that I spent with my son as far as riding a bike, playing video games. Uh, he had a career fair <laughs> at school. And uh, I think some people from the arms, armed forces came or what have you. And he said, well, yeah, well, you keep telling me I need to go to college. The, the, the guy in the army, he said all I needed was a high school diploma. I said, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second. He he said all you needed was a high school diploma to enlist, but he, you know you want to be you want to be a major or you want to be a private. <laughs> you, you need a little more education. It's, it's different levels. There's levels. It's this. levels to this, right? But um, you know, trying to just f- seek out information to be better, your inheritance could be the t- is the time that you invest in your child. Mm-hmm. It goes far beyond money, and. Unfortunately, there's a narrative that exists that, you know, it to be a good dad, you got to have a lot of money. And that's just not the case. Right. You know, or if, you know, God forbid, the relationship doesn't work with the child's mother and then, you know, the whole child support thing comes comes in, then, you know, you're you're not just a dollar. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have it, you have time and time, in my opinion, is more valuable than money yeah when it comes to your children it doesn't spend as fast as money true and you know <clears throat> looking at different tv shows where the father is real uh wealthy but then the children are assholes because the parents are never around and it's like when thinking of you know what type of father will i be and i've always said i don't want to be that type of father to where I provide the children everything that they need and take care of all their wants. But 
because I feel like that's what I have to do, I'm never there because I'm always working, getting the money to do that. Um, and so in terms of the money, the father was confused as to why he was being um, labeled as a bad father. He was like, I thought, you know, you all have this house. The house was huge on the TV show that I was watching. Like each child had a wing in the mansion. Everybody had a car when they became 15 and could drive with a permit. Um, and then they got another car when they became 16. And then like every milestone, they, they received something of extreme monetary value. Or, you know, graduated college, I'm going to pay for this and you're going to get this. And um, another mentor of mine, he was asking me what I wanted to do. And I was like, yo, I'm all out to celebrate something. I was like, oh, I'm going out of the country. I'm going, I'm going here. And he's like, oh, who are you going with? I was like, well, right now the plan is for a few friends, but I'm going to go even though I have to go by myself. And told him, you know, what my itinerary was. He was like, use your money to pay for experience, not for things. Because the value diminishes real quickly. However, experiences will last for a lifetime. And so it's that time that you spend learning the language, going and absorbing a new culture, learning, like seeing new things and meeting new people. If I, if I drop right now, uh, what's the new Tesla's coming at? 35, the basic ones that. Uh, Just 30? I thought it was more than that. The basic line. So they, they created a, a one that was like real basic. They got a Geo Metro line now. <laughs> what is like? It started at 35, but once you added the stuff that the Tesla is designed for. It's 50. Easily Easy. 60, right? But Hustler. you had to wait two years. What's his name? Elon Musk? Yeah. You musty mother. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to wait like two years for it to be built and like there was a line for it, right? And But, but the money, they wouldn't wait in two years to get your yeah, money. Yeah, they wanted money up front. Right? That money goes real quick. Yeah. But the experience, um, you you can't put a price on experience. And so I always tell people, having money, yes, it does solve some immediate problems. It's in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the Bible. Money answers all things. The love of money, for mm-hmm. the love of money, yeah. is the more root. than the song, though. It's the root of all evil. Yeah. For the love of money. Yeah, so you need money. You need money. Yeah. But money, but money you, you can't throw money at parenting. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Because you can buy me a car, um, but who's going to teach me how to drive it? Yeah. And I, I yeah, it's funny, man. I, I just remember the experiences when, when I was learning to drive, being in the car with my mother, being in the car with my grandfather. Being in the car with my mother was like torture. Because she would, ah, don't turn here. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm like, you know what? I need a new, I need a new instructor. Like, this ain't like. working. My grandfather, though. Really, he didn't say too much, cause he knew I wasn't gonna run the car into a, a house. You know, it was pretty laid back, and that's how I learned to drive, man. And so, yeah, you need, you need, like that's what to me in my mind. That's like that's what your dad is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because these these ideas that we get put into our head from a figurative, um. No, or imaginative person. We create these expectations or we create our own definition of something that we've never really experienced as a kid. Yeah. Oh, well, the dad is supposed to do this. It's like, it says who? Yeah. Um, And then that's another conversation where we can talk about gender roles within the family structure um, or what that looks like. Um, 
but yeah, it's real interesting how we create all these things within our mental, but sometimes or somehow they were they were carried out differently in the physical. I mean, I, I I'm looking, I'm going back in my head. I'm like, man, like around sex and relationships. Mm-hmm. Does that conversation come from your fa- your father about the birds and the bees? Should it come from your father about the birds and the bees and and what to do, <laughs> what not to do? But I, but then also you got to think hindsight is yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. I'm glad my father didn't have that conversation with me. Okay. Because clearly the conversation that was had with him wasn't too effective. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it was like, ah, the sins of my father talking mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, that Bible verse. He's yeah. like, I don't know. We good. Let me, let me, let me go over here. Yeah. <laughs> let me, yeah. Let me, uh, let me mm, right. But as a kid, you don't really, you're looking from a up, uh, down possession, mm-hmm. um, perspective. So you're looking upward and you're not really able to see lateral. Well, that's the thing. Like, at least around sex, I learned about sex <laughs> laterally <laughs> through my friends. Right. Uh, yo, little dumb nappy head boys in <laughs> Chesapeake saying stuff, that, saying stuff, doing stuff, looking and, back high and talking about like, and talking about. Yeah, this is what you got to do. That's what you're supposed to do. This, that, and the third, man. Yeah. Well, if a girl really like you, you know, she says she'll show me yours and I'll show you mine. Like that. Like that's <laughs> that was relationship and, advice. And relationship one on one. From some badass kids up the yeah. street, but that's—I mean—that was—that was like nobody talked to me about sex or, or you know relationships. So you just out here, just yeah, we was shit. out, we was out here. <laughs> hey, hey, girl, <laughs> you know, but it, I it, want to be your man. It's wild, though, man. It's wild because you know you you out here you trying to figure it out, God. and your homeboys are telling you like, yo, this is what you're supposed to do because they thought they figured it. They because they thought they figured. So it. They heard it from like a big brother, older cousin. So y'all all out here shit. being creeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The blind leading the blind, man. Clearly, into a ditch. Yeah, the blind leading the blind. But, uh, you know, I would say out of my circle of friends, all of us had to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Like, hey, well, what happened with you? Oh, well, this was happened. This was well, the same thing happened with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like a compare and contrast. Yeah, and it was man. Like, oh, well, that didn't work for you. Got it. This is why it didn't work. Bet. So I'm not going to do that because of this. And hey. then it's like, oh, well, this worked for me because bet. So maybe won't do that part. I'll do this part. I'll take a piece of what you said and piece it together. And I wish whole, we had pieced together some good stories, a, man. It's but a whole like lot of trial and error. I told you we ratchet, man. Well, I'm ratchet. And I, I'm my ra- I'm going to blame my homeboy. So if you listen to this podcast, y'all know who you are. It's your fault. It's your fault. The way I am the way I am. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right? And it's because you either get exposed to it, you experienced it, or you're educated on it. Yeah. And Cause sex ed ain't teach me nothing, shit, man. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't teach you shit. And I feel for the, the 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 new version of the sex ed that's being taught to the what, these kids, man. They oh they pulling stuff up on their iPhone, man. That's which, their sex ed, which, is, which is scary. Yeah, real scary. Yeah. And so when they get to me in the psychology classes, and I'm teaching human sexual behavior, like it's a lot. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of fixing that I have to do mm. um, to the point where I can't even get to where I really need to by the, the end of the class because they've received broken instructions. Bro, now, now, now they're not even receiving instructions. The kids are speaking by way of emojis. Which is which? Like that's a that's a hidden language. Hell, some adults are still doing it, but True. that's a, that's another yeah, that's, topic. Yeah, another topic, but that's a hidden language. Yeah, 
And so, man, it's, it's wild because this time of year is a sad time for me. Um, because I just remember like the last Father's Day I spent with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I was party. Man, I partied my ass off the night before, and he wanted to go to church on Father's Day. But I'm like, why would you want to go to church? He never like he 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 wasn't like I'm in the church every Sunday kind of dude. You know what I'm saying? So I said, all right, well we need to go, and um, we went to church for Father's Day, and it was like that that during that time I'm like, man, he not gonna be here by next Father's Day. And um, like it was that trying to prepare myself for him not being here. Mm-hmm. And um, so every Father's Day, it's I, I have a, a a wide range of emotions. Right. As, as, as to be expected. Yeah. And then it's, it's even crazier because my, my son was born two weeks before he passed away mm-hmm. and they got the chance to live live together <laughs> and, and for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just remember one night on one side of the apartment. Uh, my grandfather was in pain mm-hmm. and the other side of the apartment my son was crying and I'm sitting in the living room like all all the way stretched out <laughs> like trying to figure out like what the hell am I going to do <laughs> with this little baby and with this grown man right. and so like the lion I think of the lion king man except I'm not I don't know I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm Simba or Mustafa Mufasa. Uh, Mufasa. Yeah. yeah. Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's right. Mufasa. <laughs> that was that's how one of the hyenas said it. Mufasa. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Mufasa. Say it again. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I'm Simba or Mufasa, but I just know like that's legit. Like mm-hmm. I, I've seen it, and you are supposed to create a world for your children. Mm-hmm. And that's why the the movie resonates because I I've, I saw it in my life. Yeah. And trying to figure out like, well, man, okay, my my Mufasa left, mm-hmm. and I'm Simba trying to figure figure it out. Figure it is out on my own. And now I got a new Simba. Right. Simba Junior. Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out like, yo, what am what am I supposed to do? And still learning as I go. Yeah. You know, learning as I uh, learning and developing. As a, a kid, mm-hmm. and now I'm a grown ass man now, still trial on some trial and error shit. Crazy. Yeah, and I, 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 but I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, because there's not a manual on it, brother Jay. You ain't got all the answers, man. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> right, and it's funny that you know some of my older frat brothers, um, or. or Friends within my circle, they'll call me for advice. I'm like, Brian, no damn kid. Like, <laughs> what the hell you asked me for? Like, this is what I would do, but then I'd, I'd probably go to jail. Like, yeah. I, I can't. Um, but being able to talk through it, and I think that's the beauty of um, what wasn't there came in different forms. And... Um, I keep hearing, you know, the verse, you know, chosen for a time such as this. And so utilizing the lessons and being what we needed when we were their age. Oh, okay, cool. You, you're dealing with a 12 year old and thinking back to when I was 12 or something that, you know, happened to me when I was 12. I'm like, ah, this probably would be useful information to tell your son. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the beauty of it. I've, I'm in a, I'm in a very, um, unique I guess you can say position within my life to where <clears throat> I'm connected to, to 
people's children. Um, you know, I'm I'm the, the funkle, the fun mm-hmm, uncle, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I normally will come help your child terrorize your house, and then when that energy goes all the way to 2000, I somehow exit, <laughs> and you don't know I'm there. I'm gone. Um, I'm the I'm that uncle that will buy you um, your your child a drum set and teach them. If it stops making noise in certain places, where to put the batteries? Like if you I, bring, if you bring King a drum set, <laughs> man, you gonna have a problem. We, we'll get ready. Well, he he's already he had it in his head. He said, "Yeah." Uh, he said, "Mr. J, does he does does he have any kids?" No, not nah, nah, he has a kid. Well, when he, when he has a kid, then me and him, son, we gonna have a show like yours. Okay. And and we gonna talk about kid stuff. <laughs> like all right, so he like he sat down. Like I think we were setting up. Mm-hmm. We were setting up. Uh, a few weeks ago, he was here, and he kind of sat sat down at the table and like came up with this whole story. Okay, exposure. Yeah, right. But I know one thing: you bring him a damn drum set in here, <laughs> man. You gonna have a problem. Hey, well, I'm ready for it. I've been kicked out of several people's households. I'm, I'm that guy. He already he already think he Bruno Mars, man. <laughs> oh, saw the video. <laughs> oh yeah, saw the video. Yeah, he think he Bruno Mars. Man, he love Bruno Mars, man. Love Bruno Mars and Drake. All the light skinned brothers love them, love them all, love them all for some reason. I don't know why, but that's I guess they're they're his Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's, you know that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> they're his Michael Jackson. He listened. He listened to uh, that. Uh, that's something I appreciate my grandfather too, man. And they, even my dad, like just listening to music with them, mm-hmm. the music that they like. Somehow I like it now. That's why I, you know I think I've been here before. But my son is the same way, so he'll listen to New Edition. Um, he'll listen to the real music. Yeah, he'll listen the real to real music. Yeah, he'll listen to New Edition. He'll listen to Michael Jackson. Um, he was listening to me. I was doing something in the kitchen, and um, Al Green was playing. He was like, "Who's that?" I said, uh, "Oh, that's Al Green." He said, "Oh, he's good." I said, "Yep, Touche, <laughs> Touche. He is good. You're right. You have good ears." I was, I was, I was proud. Yeah. It was a proud dad moment yeah. right there. It was a proud. It was a proud dad dad that's moment. Good. It's funny because um. Chappelle had this joke. <laughs> he had this joke, and he was like, uh, he was doing something or another with his son, and his son was like, "Dad, I love you, Dad." And Chappelle said, "Man, it got me choked up." And I thought about it, and he goes, "Man, you came for my balls, man." <laughs> <laughs> like I be having those moments with my son, like, "Damn, yo, you came for me? What?" <laughs> I got you know I think I think fatherhood man is it's like a, a divine authority that's been placed on you and it needs to be handled with care yeah right? and so because you've been giving you've been given the tools now what will you do with the work yeah as an old Ethiopian president or leader once said we've we've you know we built with the tools what now what will we now do with this work and so <clears throat> Not to take it lightly. And so one of my former students who was having a problem um, for everyone that he liked, he wanted to have a baby with. Mm-hmm. And so um, this individual. He on some comment stuff. What com- comment did an interview uh, a few weeks ago in the Breakfast Club? He was like, he loves he loves being in love. Mm. Like that's that's what that sounds I like. Even, I want to have a baby. You know, I, like everybody I meet, I want to have a baby with you. Yeah. 
Like, like, so you, so you love the the idea of your ability to have a baby with this person, right? But I don't think he was thinking about, oh, a baby will come, and this is what I have to like. Facts, right? <laughs> yeah. And so when you got four kids all the same age, there's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And so just knowing that with that calling of being a father comes great responsibility, and you can't. You can't take it for granted. You can't take it lightly, and you have to handle it with care. And man, you gonna make mistakes, bruh. Yeah, I'm. You know, I made, I've made mistakes just as far as um, what to communicate, and and like di- like discipline and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I made a pact with myself. I say, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna give my son a spanking. Unless like he got he got to do something egregious, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk my way through it because that's what my grandfather did to me, you know. And it's so it's like you know you kind of breaking generational curses and cycles, etc. Um, and besides, man, it's like yo, if he say oh if I, I get a spanking, that's it. <laughs> Cause you you know you can't you can't really put the pause on them like you need like to you, or you want to oh you want to because you know <laughs> there's a few there's a few this is funny <laughs> some of my former uh, students their, their their mothers are probably listening so they're probably going to get a real kick out of this there was one and I said just tag me in for about seven minutes <laughs> I'll be stepfather for seven mm-hmm. minutes just tag me in seven minutes that, that's it. I was ready to body one of my students. And I looked at the mother, and I looked at him. I looked at her again. I looked at the police officer who was standing there in my <laughs> office. And he looked at me like, you want me to walk outside? Yeah. I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to have a conversation with him. And police officers, they'll do that, too, because they know yeah. when a kid... Like, police officers know when a kid need their ass whooped. Because he looked at me like, who... Yeah. The officer looked like, who wants to do this? Because if yeah. you don't, eventually, I have to. Yeah. And if I do it, there, there's a whole lot of consequences that's going to happen that's going to be lifelong and lasting. Um, and so in that moment, I was like, oh, this, this, this is probably what a father feels like when his son is, has tested that limit. Like, I'm not a boy anymore. And it's like, oh, you, you, you hopping up. Right. And so uh, once again, you know, not a father, but I had to have that moment to where I had to I couldn't I couldn't put my hands on him. I went I was about to body him. And I, hey, man, I, I've, I've done some some crazy stuff as a, you know, learning, learning and processing. And and my grandfather had he had a a great deal of restraint mm-hmm. and um, a level of forgiveness with me. And it's okay. I, I understand it now because that's what I need to do with my son. Well, because he's he's learning and growing. Yeah. And one, he's never been a boy before, right? Yeah. He's never had to go through um, the changes that he's going through. He's never had like this is his first time being a boy. Yeah. This is your first time being a father. So yeah. it's like, yo, we learning this thing together. But like, there's so much going on in terms of the psyche, in terms of the development, in terms of interaction with other people, especially. Um, you know, in child development, you know, observing everybody don't raise their kids the same. Yeah. And so when you are enforcing rules at a certain level in your house and then they're around individuals that don't have that rule or don't have the level of enforcement, there's confusion. Mm-hmm. So then when I come over here, I was just acting like this for eight hours of the day at school. Now I'm over here and 
sometimes you know their their bounce back game ain't ain't quick enough. Yeah, they ain't learned how to pivot fast enough, and so I mean that has that has brought a few brothers down. Um, that ass whooping kicks in real quick. Let me help you pivot faster, mm-hmm. right? And so being able to um, to learn as you go and like you said, restraint. And um, I know a lot of individuals sometimes, mostly single parents who feel they have to do what was done to them, right? So they do a whole lot of the yelling. They, and then they was like, well, this is what you need to do because blah, 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 and blah. And I didn't have this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yo, allow him to experience his journey right now you forcing what you you know your childhood or your way of thinking on on your child is not going to help him grow into who he needs to grow into and so um that's a good point in terms of restraint and patience but you know the greatest teacher sometimes allows us to make mistakes yeah i i would also i would also say you know that method encourages innovation Mm -hmm. and it encourages um, kids to want to explore. Yeah, I, I think with, I, with my grandfather, he allowed me to explore my interests. He didn't know anything about it or how to coach it, coach me through it or whatever. But I, I, he he allowed me to explore the things that I said maybe I wanted to do or wanted to learn, and um, I appreciate him for it. But I think now it's like, all right, I've I've in the matrix you had the red and the blue pill mm-hmm. and which which pill kind of took you out of bliss was it the blue pill or red pill i can't remember I don't. But anyway i took the one that it's like oh man i see everything that's going on around me now but i have a level of perspective mm-hmm. so i can tell my son well yeah if you want to be um you know you want to be an engineer outside of well yeah you got to be good at math and shit, if you hate calculus, then it's <laughs> not for you. You probably short. This bud's not for you. However, to put something behind that, like okay, well, this is what an engineer does, and you know, here's a project that an engineer would be responsible for. Mm-hmm. To even level set, like, do you do you really like? Would you go through the calculus to be an engineer? Yeah. Like, and, and provide a platform for your child to really explore. Hands on. Like yeah. that's part of like I think that's part of with this this formula blueprint blueprint is to be a dad um to give them hands-on experience outside of like telling them well yeah you, you need to do this <laughs> okay well how how do you do it that's the that's been like the the number one problem that i've had as an adult mm-hmm. the how yeah well, you can do x y and z what how but i think the beauty and even when we're working with students right they want us to tell them and show them the way. Yeah. And my job is not to um, tell you which mountain you're going to have to climb on your journey. My job is to let you know some of the mountains that I had to climb, what I needed to be successful in my climbing, or where I was able to get the tools and the skills to be um, an expert climber. You're, giving, you're putting things into the toolbox, yeah. though. See the the piece now is like okay well, people could tell you people can tell you how to do it when they never done it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess that's my biggest a pet peeve of mine. Like oh yeah well yeah you could you could be a millionaire. All you got to do is get in real estate. Right? Have you been in real estate before? Right. What why, are you doing? What's why? the first thing you need to do? How do you start? Yeah. Well, why aren't you a millionaire? Everybody got the answers. Why why aren't you money? Why you keep borrowing money from me? Yeah. Right. No, I don't have a five, so you can buy some cigarettes. No. <laughs> <laughs> the hell on. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you went down. You went down. I just, had to, I just thought about it. So, so the bar, 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 bar five dollars for a pack of cools and quitting. Cool, <laughs> After they quit their job, yeah. they, bought, they bought money. Hey, bro, let me get you. Oh, oh, it's, it's easy, man. All you gotta do is X, Y, and Z. Well, why the hell didn't you do X, Y, and Z? Hey, if you borrow money, borrow money from Brother J, uh, make sure you haven't quit your job. <laughs> And make sure you ain't buying some cools, because obviously <laughs> he's had a he's had a traumatizing experience. The hell off my porch! <laughs> Knock on my door one more time. Oh my god! But no, definitely shouting out to all of those um, father-like figures that I've had, and um, in different seasons of my life, I've had different figures of my life. Um, and so I always reflect on the relationship that I had with my pastor in college. Um, not just him, but his whole entire family. Um, but but through him, I saw you know um, the Christian leader of the household and how he guided and directed everyone within his his fear of influence, right? And so um, watching my mentor, real juice, yeah, he had real juice, had tea, real juice. He had that power, right? Mm-hmm. And so watching my mentor interact with his children, or um, just watching from a distance, different. Uh, father-like figures in different seasons of my life that provided me the lessons that um, one helped me face the challenges that I was that was facing, or the ones that I was soon face, or was not knowing this at the time, but they were equipping me with a different perspective. So when it's time for me um, to father my own children, um, I have these pieces of wisdom these nuggets right so like i have some from my grandfather but when his time expired on earth he can't give me new nuggets for mm-hmm. new issues and so i can take some from my great uncles but they're no longer on earth and i can take some from uh, some interactions with my brothers or my frat brothers or even from you right but each season of my life i'm, I'm thankful that um, a father-like figure has been put into my sphere um, so that I can learn from. So when it's my time, I can go into my toolbox and I can be a better father because of our interaction, our exposure, our experience. And um, Man, your kids ain't going to be able to get away with shit. Hey. <laughs> you know? I want to be I want to be the funkle, <laughs> the fun uncle. Yeah, but your kids ain't going to be able to get away with a damn thing, man. Yeah. We got eyes everywhere. I got very good hearing. Dude, you are you hip on all the technology. You gonna be hipper than them. Hey, there gonna be no fun in your house. <laughs> oh no, we gonna have fun. We gonna have fun. But there will be order. They gotta play as Kappa. They gotta play as Kappa. Uh, my son you gotta play as Kappa. If he don't play as Kappa, then he don't play as shit. That's, Whew, that's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy. That's heavy. I, I can't put that pressure on King, man. I can't put that pressure on I'm, King. I'm gonna have conversations because I I know I know too many I know too many good other people. Hey, I love. I, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like I got friends. Hey, do what you want to do. I got man. friends in all other fraternities. Yeah, I'm not paying for any other fraternity. I guess that's that's another thing, like Greek I'm stuff. Not, I'm not. paying I told my grandfather I wanted to play as a fraternity. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like okay, well, what? he he understood it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He he had seen. Uh, he had seen uh, different worlds, yeah. and some other stuff. Yeah, but so he he got it. What were they? What were they? Um, Kappa Alpha Lambda. Kappa Alpha. Uh, no, Kappa Lambda Nu. Yeah, Kappa yeah. Lambda Nu. The purple one. What was um, <laughs> Dwayne? Dwayne Wayne. Drop line. He dropped. But Ronald. Uh huh. 
he he went through it. They they were on together, right? Yeah. And Ronald Ronald or Ron was his boy, mm-hmm. light skinned dude with the glasses. That was his LB. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Dwayne dropped him. <sighs> you don't like Dwayne Wayne? If, if a task once begun, never leave until it's done. No, it's you nope. know it, he, he was a he yo, was, he, he was an engineer. He, he was an engineer. He had I stuff know, going on. I bro. know a lot of. I know. Come on. Yeah, he had stuff going on, tools, man. Tools of incompetence built upon monuments and nothing. Oh my God! Excuses, excuses, <laughs> excuses. This guy. I don't know if Kingston said yo he if if he wanted to do you know become a sigma or if he wanted to do you know become a kappa omega alpha i got to check if he comes to the kappa like i got to check for him but you what know. i'm saying is my son is- exactly so that's why it's like i, I wouldn't like i know i know good brothers I, and everything i, I, I wouldn't too. I you do know too. but as for me and my house but kingston's mother and his father uh is a sigma and a zeta so he might not have a choice he might not have a choice and, that, and that's fair that's but cool. as for me and my house yeah. Don't don't bring it. Don't bring it. Well, if he want to, if he want to play as cap, I'm gonna say, yo, go see, go see, bro, go see Uncle Jay. Hey, he got a room he, in my house. He gonna take, he gonna take care of you. He got a room <laughs> in my house. Yeah, but my son can't see come. if see if he get a scholarship. At, see if you get a scholarship at Marshall. <laughs> Man, Uncle Jay, he'll definitely, he'll definitely take care of you. Yeah, but my son can't come home with any other letters. That's it. Now he can, he can get them. He just can't bring them to my house. What about your daughter? If you have a daughter, what what what, what she got to do? What we're so what we're not gonna do on this podcast is have this conversation. We not? No, nope. I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there. I gotta no, throw it out there. You tried that one, Sorry. hey, because because we have <laughs> listeners on every organization. Facts. So shout out to the lovely women of all of the divine non sororities. <laughs> oh, you oh, a dancing, you a dancing mother. <laughs> You know, you oh, know, you's going, a dancer. Going back, going back to my MPAC president. Yo, tap dancing. Hey. Unanimity of thought and action as far as possible in the conduct of Greek lettered organizations. That's funny, man. Shout out to all the ladies of the Divine Nine. Yeah, for sure. All love you, you man. Tried, you tried that one, Gabby. All love you. All love you. Yo, but I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm appreciative, man. I, I think, I thank God every day for Edward Alexander Holmes, who um, provided me with the, the, confidence and competence and compassion um that i'm now teaching kingston alexander Holmes as far as what to do yeah I'm, i don't have all of the answers but i thank god every day for my grandfather i thank god every day for my dad kenny brooks um he he, he instilled in me a lot of great qualities like without kenny brooks i don't think it would be a game recognized game podcast with rlj and kev because kev wouldn't know what to do what to say how to engage and so i thank him for that um and shout out to my shout out to my brother kendall kendall brooks man mad love for you baby bro love you but uh you know i don't know man we don't have all the answers but i do know that black dads matter yes they do black fathers matter because there's a difference between dad and father good point thank you for that so black dads and black fathers yeah matter. we matter we matter we matter we out here and we doing what we need to do man um so shout out to to all the brothers who whether you gave birth to mm, the children yeah whether you have um just come into their lives by chance or God chance, right? Because there's nothing that just happens by chance. True. Um, regardless of how they became your children or within your sphere of influence, because you are taking the time to to mold, grow, um, hold, pray for, lift up, teach, but provide, protect, serve. Yeah. 
right? Um, acknowledge you. We appreciate you. Enjoy your Father's Day. Um, and hey, and, and people, if you're buying Father's Day gifts yeah. for all the brothers out there, get us some good gifts, man. You know, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. People like to show out for Mother's Day. But yo, you know, dad need a little bit more than the Outback Steakhouse, man. You know, dad, dad wants some good stuff too. So what he's saying is, uh, you want some Hennessy? Nah, nah you know, the flask. Hey, whatever. <laughs> I I do know though. <laughs> I do know. You know, like it, 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 there were these looks that a father, like my, like a father would walk in and just look at the situation, just shake his head. My grandfather, my uh, my big cousin Michael. Um, Mike, my cousin that you met, his dad. It was like moments that, like, black fathers would just walk in and just look at the carnage and chaos going on and shake their heads and retreat mm-hmm. and go to a corner. I know why. I know why they did that now. Yeah, I know why they did it now. I understand it because it's needed self care. Yeah, man. Was they, that was they, it. Was they were trying to practice self care in their own own way. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so, but also, also, <laughs> I want to shout out before we wrap up. Definitely want to shout out to um, you know the Uncle Phils. Oh yeah, um, the, all the uncles, man. The Doctor Huxtable. It's funny. I have an Uncle Phils that feel like uh, Uncle Phil, but Uncle Phils, and my Uncle Phils was taking me to like all the circus and all the Doing circus the and and the Harlem Globe Trial and showing me how to fish. And my uncle Jimmy's, you know, taking me to the bootlegger's house. Yeah, absolutely. And talking hella trash. The uncle uh, um, Winslow, Carl Winslow. Yeah, man, right? so all the, the uncles. The neighborhood Carl Winslow. Yeah. Uh, so we shouting out the TV personalities that um, were providing um, young boys and young girls of color um, fathering and parenting through the tube, right? And so James um, Evans, Furious yeah. Styles. Shout yeah. out! Shout out to all of them. George Jefferson. <laughs> Fred Sanford, you big dummy. Fred Sanford was Fred Sanford was a good a good father, man. He 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 was the epitome of entrepreneurship and teaching. Hey, I'm just saying, man. He he taught he taught Lamont like yo and building self esteem, build 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 an empire. <laughs> yeah. All of my empire. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Fred Sanford, man. Yeah. Red Fox, absolutely. All the all the good black TV dads, man, on on that I, I came up watching, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that that provided us a, a framework as well. That provided the framework. Absolutely. Notice I said Heathcliff and not Bill. Yeah, Heathcliff Huxtable. So shout yeah. out, shout out all the uncles except for Tom. If your name is Tom and you are an uncle, <laughs> uncle Tom, yeah, man, we yeah we can't can't shout you we out. Can't shout we, out the granddad from the Boondocks, man. Yeah. Boondocks coming back. Granddad took in his his grandbabies and trying to raise them up. Raise them up, soldiers. The best the best he can mm-hmm. for what he has. With what he has, yeah, and Woodcrest, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, shout out to, shout out to Granddad from the Boondocks, man, and Huey and Riley. That's a riot. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Um, it's the summertime, man. We've been kind of staying in the in the frame of reference of summer. Dude, it's two thousand degrees outside. Which is hot. Whew. Make sure and this is this is this is serious. Make sure you all are wearing uh sunscreen. Black people, we need to wear sunscreen, man. SPF. Brothers brothers that have uh long hair like myself, make <laughs> sure you got some SPF on, on the on the scalp. Um Cause it's real out here. Yeah, man. Me and King, we were at the pool. I'm, I'm working on my Dominican tan. Okay. You know, but yeah, you gotta have SPF. SPF. 
Drink water. A lot of water. Stay hydrated. Yeah, man. Don't be at the barbecue. All you know, you can't you can't drink all the dark and and all the white. With, if you're drinking all the white, make sure it's H two O. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a rock. Yeah. <laughs> because the day after, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, man. You're gonna pay for it. Yeah, brother. I I, I um. Yo, we we don't get it right all the time, but you know, I I, I really do appreciate all of the the positive male role models that I had in my life that Absolutely. have served as father figures. Um, because it's necessary, man. You know, you 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 your your pillars. Yeah, I, I would say these are pillars of, of not only manhood but just uh, being a good human being. When you talk about education, experience, and exposure with the village. You know, it's needed. Absolutely. The village is needed. And so, um, also want to shout out the individuals who are um, missing in action. So, this is a call to action to take your place. Take your place within the village. We need you, man. We um, need you. The village needs you. Um, these young kings, they need you. And, um, and like you told, like you said a, a while back. Um, yeah, you don't have to be a superstar. You don't have to have a lot of money. And even for you dads out there that you, you need to play a, a little more active role in your child's life. Right. Just do it, man. Yeah, you probably going to have to deal with some shit from, from their mama, they, they, the child's the, mama. The longer you and stay the family. away. But the longer you stay away, the worse it's going to get, the man. So you're going to have to deal with. And, you know, don't let anything come between you and, and your child. Because ultimately... Um, Going back to what my pastor said in, in high school, in uh, uh, college, right? At the end of the day, it's the end of the day, and you have to answer when 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 you stand before that desk. You have to answer for um, the things that were given to you. Did you take care of? Yeah. I think my father did a lot. My my dad, he did a lot um, later in his life because I ended up burying him. And you know, whatever he did, I don't know what he did, but I had mad love for him when when he passed away um, at 52. And so yeah, and if anything, all you dads out there, man, yo, get involved in your child's life because you gonna need them to take care of your ass <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that circle of life is real. Father time is undefeated, and it rules us all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, yo, this has been a great episode. I, hey, man, you know, I didn't want to. We, we we talked about it, and you know, we ain't gonna beat up on the dads, and and everything won't all bad, right? You know, but if anything, we definitely want to appreciate all of the brothers out there that's playing an active part in a child's life. Yes, sir. And so, on that note, Happy Father's Day. Um, turn up for the summer. Drink water. Wear sunscreen. And this has been. Another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Yes, sir. I'm KEV. That's RLJ. And we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Until next time, be light. Be light.